Okay, San Francisco, damn, I thank you for tuning in. Didi LaFrac, keep it real, won't you tell it like it is. Bohemian woman up in San Francisco, talking life plenty convo. Super honest, you already know, the dopest, coolest podcast, yo. Yeah, sharing her life, her stories, I hope you ready, sit back, relax. Hi everybody, it's Didi, this is San Francisco Dam for Monday, November 21st, 2022. I'm calling this Mellow Monday, it is a Mellow Monday here. I'm drinking hot lemon water with honey. Guys, I've been putting off recording this show today. If you didn't know, and thank you to all new listeners, female arts mentor passed away last week. The iconic one and only Scarlet Harlot. We call her Carol. Her friends call her Carol. Been amazing watching her go from a mortal into immortality. Her archives are going to Harvard her obituary was in the New York Times. It's international. I've been deep in contemplation thinking about, I've, I've been mentored by some very fabulous artists. I'm very lucky. I have to say I'm very lucky. I don't know very many black women, black women bohemians who have had my experience. In fact, none have. It doesn't make me narcissistic. I'm here in San Francisco since the 80s, so let me get into what today's show is about. I'm talking about how Carol brought me along when she was a guest on Roseanne's show, the great Roseanne. Well, I think she's great. She used to have a talk show, and that's when her hair was blonde. Is she blonde now? I think it was CBS. Anyway, Carol Scarlet. Well, I'm going to call her Carol. So when you hear me say Carol, I'm talking about the great Scarlet Harlot. She coined the term sex worker. She was a sex activist. A filmmaker, mixed media artist. She had the Sex Workers Film and Arts Festival. She traveled internationally speaking as an advocate and an activist for sex workers. She was a mixed media artist. She did one woman stage shows, introduced me to the world of filmmaking. She discovered me performing at the Albion a Club in the Mission District in the 1980s here in San Fran Fentanyl. And let me put a pin in Carol coming to discover me. Let me tell you what's going on in San Fran Fentanyl right now before I go farther. It's fall here, so the temperatures are in the 50s Fahrenheit, some 60s at night. It gets cooler in the 40s. We have approximately, by my estimation, about 20,000 of America's. The, most of the people allowed to live on the concrete know this despicable, corrupt, fake liberal city does not have enough homeless shelters. Billion-dollar industry of not sheltering the drifter junkies that are invited to come out here. It's completely corrupt. So there are about 20,000 of them throughout San Francisco and all the cubby holes all around the city. They're living worse than dogs, people. And I want you to understand for new listeners who haven't been out here. And if you want to get some tours, my email is in the description box. I think it's completely barbaric. That's the word I use. It's inexcusable. And it goes to show to me that liberal policies are inhumane in general. Because this is how... They treat people with severe fentanyl addiction. San Francisco has America's largest open-air drug emporium. All these illegal hunter and aliens come here. They're allowed to stand and sell fentanyl. It, it's, to say it's crazy is an understatement. And this is San Francisco. It's a beautiful place. We've got the Golden Gate Park. 
the Lombard Street, the Crookedest Street. We've got Chrissy Field. We've got the Marina. Door across. The Golden Gate Bridge, go through the Robin Williams Rainbow Tunnel, go to Marin, go up to Naba. But San Francisco itself is a two-tier, despicable city. All this magnificent natural beauty, great architecture, and people laid out on the concrete like dogs. You've never seen anything like it, and for the people who haven't been here, it's not just the tenderloin. That's the stereotype from the snobs. Well, it's over there. No, it's, it's in the tenderloin, the Mission District, Lower Haight. Hayes Valley, uh, Knob Hill, the Embarcadero, downtown, Soma, South of Market District, etc., etc. Many districts are suffering the devastating effects of having their sanity corrupted by these junkies allowed to live on the concrete like dogs. You've never seen anything like it if you haven't been here since the mayor allowed all this to happen. March 17, 2020, 10 pulled out. Now as a wild and crazy young frisky girl when Carol came through to the Albion and the historic Mission District back when it was full of hipsters like me. And I did a mixed media show inspired by Yoko Ono, crazy performance art. I had my mixed media art on the walls at the Albion. I used to paint on vintage purses. I used purses as canvas and ties. I was a queen of the Albion. And my late great husband, Richard, he was there at my side as my arts co-producer. And he used to do lights with The Who, the rock and roll band, The Who. So I had a great looking stage show. I was cute. I had the whole thing. It was great. So one night, Carol came through. This is sexist, womanist, bohemian excellence. It's the San Francisco Dam Zone with Dee Dee LaFrac. With the entourage of beta males and her camera, she... She was Carol already. She was Scarlett Harlot. She was famous already. And we had an immediate sisterhood. I think that all nonconformist young girl artists need, we need older mentors. And I'm so fortunate she was mine. Carol was a good feminist. Personally, my, me, myself now, in this modern time, I don't care for feminists. These women want to be friends with me. And if the first word they use to describe themselves as a feminist, I don't want to be around them because these modern feminists are not like what Carol of Carol's generation. Carol was a great feminist. When I say feminist, I basically think white women. Feminism was created for white women. I see it now as an umbrella, like the white women are holding the umbrella, then the white adjacent women are next to her, then the unambiguously black women like me are out in the rain. That's my POV. And I speak for three people, me, myself, and I. That's how I see feminism. It wasn't one of those self-centered damsels in distress, fake savior feminists that pretend that they want to give. Carol was a listening feminist and she would listen and instead of trying to speak for us. See, that's why I don't like feminists as a group. I take people on a person-to-person basis anyway. Carol said, hey, come on up here and speak for yourself. Long story short, I, I will keep filling the blanks in. So let's get up to the 90s. Carol was quite famous at that time, and I was locally famous. I never really wanted to be famous because if I did, I would have went down to Hollywood and lived when I was a size zero, and yes, I was. I had, I guess you could call it body dysmorphia. When I was pinned then, I, I would look in the mirror, and I didn't think I was pretty, so I wasn't arrogant or narcissistic. Thank God. 
But I, I never felt like it was perfect. But when I look at myself then, I'm like, girl, you, you're great. I didn't want to live in Hollywood because I would have felt insecure. When, the first time I went to Hollywood, by the way, and I was performing at the Cafe Largo because of my connection from the DNA Lounge, Brian Raffi. Anyway, first time I went down to Hollywood, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't live down here. I, I felt fat, and I was like, I weighed about 110 pounds, maybe 5'6", 110 I felt fat. I felt, oh my God, I would have to get a breast, a breast uh, job. I'd have to get my nose done. So I'm glad I'd never moved to Hollywood. It's okay, long story short. Carol got invited to be on Roseanne's show. The great Roseanne. Now, I understand that Roseanne was canceled. I hope she comes back to Twitter myself. I'm speaking for myself. I understand that she had this little thing where she was talking about Valerie Jarrett, some Democratic political lady. Listen, I'm not here to cape for anybody. I have nothing to do with what happened between Roseanne and Valerie Jarrett. I want to make that perfectly clear. And when I speak, I am a, I'm a reciprocal woman. I like people who like me. I like people who are nice to me. I like people that I am able to reciprocate the kindness. Carol got invited to be on Roseanne's show. And you know what she did? Out of all the girlfriends she had, all the other sex workers, and I never was a sex worker, by the way. I keep saying this because I'm proud I never did it. She invited me to tag along to go down to Hollywood with her. How's that for a girlfriend? So the producer called me up. Roseanne's producer, hey, what do you do? I told Roseanne's producer... What I was doing at the time, I had this wild stage show where I, you know, the angry young artist, and I called myself subjugating males, and I would pay men a dollar to kiss my butt. I wasn't naked, and I was cute as hell, and I'd turn my, my rump, like, kiss my butt for a dollar, and they would be running up to the stage <laughs> to kiss my butt for a dollar. I told Roseanne's producer about that part of my act. And like, oh, okay. And we figured out what would happen. Carol was a guest of the show. She came out on stage wearing this beautiful American flag dress. The flag dress was produced by the late, great Gilbert Baker. He is a guy who created the gay pride flag. I know so many famous people here in San Francisco. Rest in paradise. Gilbert as well. So she came, Carol came out on stage. And she's a full-figured, pale-skinned, white woman blazing red hair with a corset on and this American flag dressed like a uh, New Orleans 1800s bordello queen. American flag dress is completely like eye-catching. So Carol wore that and I'm in the front row with my little boyfriend at the time. He's a, that's another story. With my little boyfriend at the time wearing my hand-painted clothes, I had a hand-painted crop top, a hand-painted skirt, and I had a gift to bring on stage for Roseanne, a gift, a special gift. So we already arranged it, so you're going to come down and be in the front row. Roseanne's going to say, oh, who are you? And then you talk to Roseanne, and then she goes on with the show. Can you imagine having a girlfriend, guys, that's going to invite you come to Hollywood to be on the Roseanne show and Carol didn't have to do it and she did that. I'm going to end this show here because there's part two of the show. What happened? Something happened that's so outrageous. You're not going to believe it. You are not going to believe it. So stay tuned. Come back on Wednesday, November 23rd for the rest of this story. Part two of Roseanne 
Scarlet Harlot, and Dee Dee. And I want to say to all of Carol's friends who are listening, we all loved her. We all loved her in different ways. She means things to each of us individually. And I respect your grief as I respect mine. Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening. And if you didn't know, I used to do the show daily. There are over 900 daily episodes. Go ahead and scroll. They're funky, raw. I demystify the dystopia that happened right when the pandemic stuff went down. You, It's going to blow your mind when you look at some of these titles. So thank you so much for being here. This is your show for Mellow Monday. November 21st, 2022. I am Dee Dee. I love you. I trust my vibe. San Francisco Dam. Thank you for listening to San Francisco Dam with Dee Dee LaFrac. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcast, Anchor App, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are found.